three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here. And we are continuing to try to encourage each other to be in God's Word, reading it. Today we'll be in Deuteronomy 14. And let's just dive in, shall we? So Deuteronomy chapter 14, starting with verse 1. You are the sons of the Lord your God. You shall not cut yourselves or make any baldness on your foreheads for the dead. For you are a people holy to the Lord your God, and the Lord has chosen you to be a people for his treasured possession out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. You shall not eat any abomination. These are the animals you may eat, the ox, the sheep, the goat, the deer, the gazelle, the roebuck, the wild goat, the ibex, the antelope, and the mountain sheep. Every animal that parts the hoof and has the hoof clover, cloven in two and chews the cud among the animals you may eat. Yet of those that chew the cud or have the hoof cloven, you shall not eat these, the camel, the hare, and the rock badger, because they chew the cud, but do not part the hoof, hoof, are unclean for you. And the pig, because it parts the hoof, but does not chew the cud, is unclean for you. Their flesh you shall not eat, and their carcasses you shall not touch. Of all that are in the waters, you may eat these. Whatever has fins and scales, you may eat. And whatever does not have fins and scales, you shall not eat. It is unclean for you. You may eat all clean birds, but these are the ones that you shall not eat. The eagle, the bearded vulture, the black vulture, the kite, the falcon of any kind, every raven of any kind, the ostrich, the nighthawk, the seagull, the hawk of any kind, the little owl and the short-eared owl, the barn owl and the towny owl, the carrion vulture and the cor cormorant, the stork, the, the huron of any kind, the hoopoe and the bat, and all the winged insect, insects are unclean for you. They shall not be eaten. All clean winged things you may eat. You should not eat anything that has died naturally. You may give it to the sojourner who is within your towns, that he may eat it, or you may sell it to a foreigner, for you are a people holy to the Lord your God. You shall not boil a young goat in its mother's milk. All right, we'll stop there. <clears throat> he deals with the tithe next, and that's a whole different thing. So we've covered this back in Leviticus, dealing with, animals they could eat, animals they shouldn't eat. And the main purpose he's bringing up again is that they are different than others. So just because other people groups do something doesn't mean they should or they should even consider it. That God has already laid out what's good for you and what's not good for you and, and to trust him in that. So it's the being set apart. It's not because God is cold and wants to make life difficult he's actually making life easier for them 
and I mean some of these things do end up having to deal with to do with health while others it's arguable whether it is or isn't for instance I love bacon so I I love to eat the pig now in the New Testament there's a vision that Peter has I'm trying to think if it was Paul or Peter but I think it's Peter Peter has well, there is this vision that that all everything is clean now that you can eat whatever, and because you're they're adding so many Gentiles to the the church basically, and so okay, well, what about meat? If you've been sacrificed to God, well, if it doesn't offend your brother, you may eat it, right? So it's, we need to be careful not to offend our brother, and but other than that, we can eat what we want. But here, it's just not it's not. We need to be reading God's word so we can see that he is detailed in his instruction to his people. And while some of these instructions do not pertain to his people anymore, to the body of Christ, the church, it's still, we should still read this so that we have a better understanding of God, a better understanding of how he protected his people through the ages, long before we had the understanding of how some things spread, how disease spread, and things like that. So it's just it's just good to read and we'll see even in this next part talking about the tithe and then we're gonna get into the year of Jubilee. All these details that some of them which were hashed out also in Leviticus, some hashed out again in Numbers, and some actually earlier in Deuteronomy and will come up again later in Deuteronomy. So there's a lot of repeating and so if you've been reading all the way from Genesis to now you say why didn't we already hear this before and, and the answer is yes we have and so why are we hearing it again because for them it's been 40 years and so Moses is reiterating in a nutshell basically a lot of the details or if you will the cliff notes but he's making sure they know the details that are important and so for us, it matters what we eat. It matters how we eat. Those, those are all things that matter. Just like it matters how we worship God. And so in Corinthians, I think 1 Corinthians chapter 10, it tells us, you know, whatever you do, do to the glory of God. Whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do to the glory of God, right? So we are worshiping God all the time. Or we are worshiping all the time, I should say that. If we want to be worshiping God, then we should be thinking about how does God want to be worshipped. Because just like he is very detailed on what we should eat and shouldn't eat, he is also detailed on how he wants to be worshipped. He wants to be worshipped in the spirit and in truth. So what does that look like? Well, that's a great question. And we answer that by really getting into God's word. But can someone who's never read the scripture be a worshiper of God? Yes, it's all on how you encounter the Lord. And so even the thief on the cross who realizes who Jesus is in that moment and asks Jesus to remember him when he enters his father's kingdom, that Jesus tells him, you know, you will be with me in my father's kingdom. Why? Because in that moment, he worshiped God in the spirit and the truth. It was a regeneration moment born again moment and boom just like that even though he's literally at the very end of his life he 
he is now a true worshiper of God. And we are told by Jesus in John 3 that he's going, that God the Father is going to and fro looking for those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. So let's be those people. Let's keep carrying on. I was a little long today. God bless you. I hope you had a great weekend. And let's keep pressing on. God bless.